0: What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back at the time.
1: This is Johnny Walker, and we're coming back with another episode of the Freakbeat CDM podcast. And on this occasion, I have someone from the past who makes a sudden appearance. Guess who's that? Who's that? Hello, stranger.
2: Hey, buddy. Wait, I don't think we've ever met, Johnny.
1: Uh, we haven't?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I, well. I, I only did uh, did this podcast with another schmuck.
1: <laughs> well, the last time you were here was April.
2: Was it April? Wow. Yeah, it was uh,
1: episode 103. Remember about the Visceral Tool cancelled?
2: Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what well, happened to you? It, it, uh, life. Life yeah. So why
1: I are know. you here today, then?
2: Uh, because I'm here to meet this new guy named Johnny, or well, new guy to me. And we're here to discuss, So we're actually taking a little nostalgia trip, I think. Yeah. Starting from 2010. Yeah. Some of our favorite and the most, I guess, I guess, in our opinion, important songs of the decade.
1: Yeah. I mean, the decade is finishing, right? So we thought we we're just going to do a kind of a flashback.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are we listening to right now?
2: Uh, looks like who we have here, Teenage Crime, Adrian Lux. Was that the one that put it on? Because we, we we came up with uh, our own playlist. Well, I initially did our playlist for 20, 2010, and then I guess you added some stuff from the playlist that I generated. Yeah. Um, was the song on mine? No, I don't think the song was on mine. No.
1: Do so. you know anything
2: about so, this one? Is this an Axwell song? Like like did Axwell have any influence on this one? Yeah, it says
1: including Axwell okay. remixes.
2: Okay, uh, I know Actual was a, a part of the song, mm-hmm. but I don't. I didn't I don't remember if when I list like was you know in 2010. I don't really recall. Mm-hmm. So you
0: uh,
1: say this, sure I, this is not significant,
2: really? Uh, I wouldn't say too significant. It's a good song though. I like it now. I like okay. it now.
1: Okay. <laughs> so tell me about 2010. You were more uh, active than me.
2: That, that was I was a wee wee kid. I think I was like just coming out of high school. Yeah, and um, you're a man now Oh, well some some maybe I beg to differ that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah,
1: tell me what was
2: happening
1: in the scene, I mean,
2: uh, oh man New guys that we c- especially come to recognize now as staples for headlining major festivals mm-hmm. um and definitely exploring a new sound, exploring outside of just regular house house music, more into progressive, more into like bigger thumping song, bangers as a lot of us mm. like to call them, and um, festival type of music. Mm. Um, getting crowds jumping up and down and stuff like that. This is like, I think the um, 2010 would be a year of music festivals where it become popularized, especially... Uh, because of a lot of Tomorrowland after movie stuff. Um, I think this, this actually
1: started. If, if you don't mind me asking you, hey, Funky mm-hmm. Bit, how are you doing? Thanks for coming to the stream. If you, we have Funky Bit here, he's a friend of the stream. Um, What's going on, Funky? 2010. I don't think Tomorrowland was uh, started streaming the first, the you know, the sets. I think it was 2012
2: actually. I know there's a 2011 after movie for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, 2011.
2: Okay, so 2010 oh, yeah.
1: maybe a little bit. Um, maybe too early. Maybe a little bit too early, but uh, I think. But
2: Tomorrowland was still a thing though. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah. So and people were think... still going, and it was still a, a covenant. One of the, I would say, like for me, it's like one of the um, pinnacle music festivals around the world for electronic music, for sure. Yeah. Besides EDC and uh, Ultra in Miami. Yeah.
1: Hey, thank you, Vith. We're just doing the stream, remember, I talked to you about before. So anybody who's listening to the audio podcast, you can actually go on YouTube and just uh, look at the video uh, version of that as well. And what are we listening to right now?
2: Uh, what is this? Bang Duck, Afrojack. This is a song that you put. This is, some of these songs are the ones that you put, so yeah, make sh- yeah. I just want to make sure we're clear and who decides <laughs> what song is actually being played.
1: I mean, Afrojack had made his uh, presence by then, hasn't he?
2: Yes, he was a, I would say he was the headliner at this point. Yeah, uh,
1: and she was really.
2: Oh, amazing. Bass Nectar.
1: Oh yeah, we're changing already. We're in the third tune already. Yeah. That's
2: uh, your
1: choice, so tell me a little bit about
2: that. Uh, bass Nectar, what do I got here? I remember this song when it first came out. It really was very distinctive in terms of... Because uh, Bass uh, Nectar was around for a while, but this song actually... Um, what I have yes. here like it was it was a thumping beat man and especially with the vocals it was like a catchy hip-hop beat mm-hmm. Um, that kind of because now we're getting into 2010 in terms of the wobbles and the dub set sequences and stuff like that mm-hmm. Um, so I think this song would stand the test of time I think a lot of people think when bass nectar bass. they think of this song bass head mm-hmm. not just because uh, because of what it like the dubstep or the you know the introducing wobbles and stuff like that but the audio as well mm-hmm. um, Let,
1: let's play a little
2: cool. bit of it i think we're also slowing this for especially song is like slowing down edm in terms of the deep for me.
1: It's mostly dubstep,
2: isn't
0: it? Yeah. We have
1: FunkyBit, he says he went to his first festival that wasn't Detroit Tech uh, in 2011. Hey, oh, wow. you like basshead head then, FunkyBit? I see he likes uh, your choice yeah i mean
2: face nectar is very popular even now like i think now they're a little bit um less mainstream but i think then this is when they're up and coming and becoming you know super popular and um yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, they do i think they headline a lot of stuff nowadays too just because they're kind of like pendulum in terms of their notoriety now like they're just because of the the what they've done previously that has established them in the music scene well the electronic music scene anyways
0: Mm
1: -hmm. let's listen a little
2: bit more did you hear the song um, johnny previously before this or no
1: no i mean at that stage i was not into i was not into dubstep really i was not into this old music I was more into satiric techno so i wasn't very much connected to the scene to the mainstream scene yeah Funky well insane. these are gonna be
2: a lot of the songs that are like yeah we've grown and loved at least for me anyways anybody i think my age that i've liked electronic music especially electronic dance music i started like in 2010 and early or late 20 2000s you know are gonna it's gonna really hit a chord and obviously these these songs are not sandstone for this era but um, yeah I think they do play a significant role in terms of uh, what a lot of artists now have mm-hmm. become and it's so, interesting looking back at like what is no longer mainstream and what is mainstream now in 2019 yeah um, how far we've come
1: why do you think the music exploded on that stage? I think on the
2: I think the advent of the, the the way YouTube just significantly pushed or like just people are getting access to YouTube and the popularity of YouTube and just people posting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also a lot of uh, like because of YouTube, people would have um, like AMBs or they'd have like their own montage and they, they, they would put like, you know, electronic dance music all over it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because it j- jived well, you know? Mm-hmm. So this introduced a lot of people to electronic dance music through YouTube, I think. Um, and it was a lot getting easier to produce music too for uh, electronic music. Everybody Ooh, was just true. a house room producer. I think I first played, uh Ableton Live game um, as well as
1: um, got those instruments, I can't remember the name, um, that connected to Ableton Live that Madden used.
2: Yes. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's true too, like, I was just thinking about video games as well, like, if you played any of the sports games, they had a lot of electronic dance music songs on those games. Mm. And it, it becomes like a, you know, a slippery slope. Once you hear one song, you hear the next song, and then you hear another song. And because of YouTube, people could just listen to music so easily. They didn't have to go out and buy music, or didn't have to subscribe to something. It was just there, they could just look at it and then, or listen to it, and then listen to the next song, listen to the next song, you know. It was very, very easy and especially now where youtube it's a weird thing youtube now with the copyright and all that shit um now back then anybody could post almost anything on youtube besides you know actually pornography but just like you know copyright stuff was on there
1: Hmm. it it looks like bass nectar is really popular dj baby says he's on the stream he says bass head for bass nectar i love bass nectar thanks man for coming over the stream stay tuned We're gonna.
2: Let's move, let's move on to. Uh,
1: yeah, we're gonna move on to something a little bit different now.
2: Oh, we got Calvin Harris? How did
1: you know?
2: <laughs> well, I. Guess. Yeah.
0: So Calvin
1: so Harris, like so he's Scottish. Yes. I think he's one of the main contributors to the EDM scene. Just breaking through. Uh, the uh, well, definitely bringing
2: in a lot of that stuff to North America and making it popularized on the radio.
0: Yeah. I mean, on that stage in
1: 2010, he had two albums out that created Disco. Right. In 2007, right. And Ready for the Weekend. That was right. the main breakthrough, I think. Right. And, you know, tunes like this popularized. Um, you know the well,
2: to the also connecting with popular artists like pop artists like Ellie Goulding it is a exactly. song with Ellie Goulding exactly. um, a couple artists as well I'm trying to think on the top of my head but yeah Big Sean like later on um, yeah him and David Guetta are definitely two of the main producers in electronic music that had popularized some people would say for the worse some people say for the better um, but definitely bringing it to the mainstream
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so funky Beat he says finally had access to music that wasn't through the normal music label marketing. Well that's probably a reason. And funky Beat he says Calvin should be uh, number one DJ every year. DJ maybe oh, well, this don't is know. one <laughs> this is uh, about that. Yeah, I'm talking to the people in the street. This is one of the mainstream films of Calvin Harris that came out in 2010. as we were saying, he's part of why EDM became so big in the States.
2: Yes, him and David Guetta, those yeah, two exactly. guys. we're
1: coming to that
0: later
1: on. Yeah. Let's listen to a few seconds and
2: then the only, the only, I don't. move forward. I don't think this was a huge year for Calvin Harris though. Like, I mean, I think he's, his other songs are more popular than this yeah, one. I mean,
1: 2009 was his second album
2: yeah and then he had that the motion album which was really good. i think that's 2013 i'm that like yeah. we were getting to, to the pinnacle of uh, big room yes the apex of that yeah that was we'll listen for a few seconds right you know better than i do, I do.
1: they having discussion about Kevin Well, basically, you know, they're connected with a lot of pop artists, and and that's what propelled I think the sound. But let's let's move forward now.
2: Oh God! See, okay. Uh,
1: what's your problem?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not a big house guy. That's the thing. I, I like I, mean, I like some stuff, yes, but I don't know. I just definitely was not into it back then. I don't think any of the songs I have, except maybe... I, it's, I'm more leaning towards Progressive House, if anything.
1: But you see, this is one of the main... It's one of the strongest albums of 2010. I know it's not commercial. Probably people don't know it, but I put it in there just to increase the awareness. It's one of my favorite uh, albums of, of that time.
2: really
1: yeah let's listen to it for a little while
2: Where are caribou now? Yeah, where is caribou? No, I said where. Where is caribou now? Uh, I don't
1: know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh,
2: they are they I, like I don't know caribou? Do they? Is this a one-hit wonder or? What? Is, just, tell me why this is a 2010
0: song. You know she's a Canadian,
2: right? Oh, is he? I yeah. honestly I never heard of them. I
1: mean he he was born in London, but he's a Canadian, so. It's a great album, man. You should check it out. That's why I brought it. DJ Baby says I love Skrillex. Well, just take him then. Okay, we're gonna move a little bit forward since nobody seems to enjoy Caribou for whatever reason. And just to reiterate to whoever is listening to the audio version of the podcast, just come onto YouTube and check out the video. How about this one then, uh, Jason?
2: Oh yeah, this is the one I added, right? This is David again, not for track. These are two guys that are like... Even, like, I'm thinking of like the David Guetta that I knew in 2010, how much he's changed from there to now. I think he's even regressed in terms of the, his style. But this song, um, especially when it gets towards... Um, the build-up and the, to the drop, uh, it definitely signifies a lot of the songs that were being played in 2010. Uh-huh. We're starting to get more to the... Um, you know, the big room stuff.
1: Yeah, let's listen to it for a few seconds. DJ Baby doesn't like David Guetta. Uh, well, you have to remember that the, the way we chose these tunes is, is not whether we like uh, these artists or not, but whether they made impact. So that the main idea is that we're looking back at the Decade every week, we'll do a year, hopefully. Well, I would also
2: say we like these tunes as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. On, I mean, we, not, we do like on side some, but, yeah.
1: but what I'm trying to say is uh, to, to DJ like that Baby, we may not necessarily like all the artists on this playlist, but... I think they're important to showcase because they made an impact to the scene and that's that's why they're there.
0: Stop running from love. Baby, louder. Louder. So much louder yeah. than words. Baby, it's louder.
1: Louder. Thank you that we need to listen to Jack back.
2: Yeah, that's David Guetta's. uh...
1: Yeah, he's the house one,
0: isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like Jackback. I love man. Thanks. Good album. I think it was last year it came out. I think it's also because like early like 2015 and stuff like that to 2018, 2017, he caught a lot of flack. I think. Um, with the he he became a meme at some point.
1: Who? David Guetta.
2: Yeah, David Guetta. Remember there's that video of him zoning out at, I think it was Tomorrowland? Oh, yes yes, 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 Yeah. So... But I think he's brought himself back. 2018, I think, was a great year for him. Mm. But I think he's also been very... Um, he's been a good mentor for a lot of up-and-coming guys that... Actually, from the 2010s. Yeah. Him so, there's
0: that,
1: nothing this yeah. sound really... Um that can characterize 2010 is I mean it's kind of electro house.
2: Yeah. Electro house and uh, getting that build-up going.
1: Yeah, it's that build-up, something which is the dashboard uh, kind of mastered isn't it?
0: Right. Okay, we're gonna
1: move it a little bit. Just to keep the flow going.
2: Yeah. Ugh. I didn't even add this song because I didn't. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I do love this song. This song is super good. Uh, yeah, I
1: think... I, think um, I like this song. I
2: like yeah. this
1: song. I think it is commercial, I think. Yes. The, the good thing about David Guetta is that he can be commercial and credible at the same time.
2: So back then, I think he was mainly commercial, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff like, so. was. He can be uh he's a uh, american rapper yeah very good so but see, we also have yeah, another song i think with uh, a remix which is vocals I
1: well i think i think
2: i remember see, the video to the song too really yeah this is when Cuddy was uh it's i'm trying to think of what it was but it's like it's just basically david it outside and just chilling i don't know it was just chilling there's nothing much to the video, I just remember the video because I, I remember watching it on MTV and a lot of these songs were on MTV And it was less about the club scene too, I think A little less you said or a lot? A little bit less, in, I mean in America Anyways, in North America I don't, I
1: don't think that the scene didn't explode until 2010 in
0: the States, right?
2: Yeah.
1: when when basically they pro- pro- proclaim that EDM is the new
0: rock and roll yeah be the best just let it go that
2: would be the best like you need to look at the cover art for this this song look how many other big name artists he worked with that featured well I am LMFAO Rihanna Fergie acon flag all American artists for the most part.
1: Yeah, it's almost like there was a plan there.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's great. There was a
1: plan for Europe to expand to the States and and just make this music popular
2: there. Yeah. Or it could have been someone in the States thinking that, you know, making this is a good way to connect, you know, electronic music to popular music and putting it on the radio. I can't
1: remember which album is
2: this from. This is one more love. I'm looking at the cover art right now. Oh yeah. That was when David get as long in the hair.
0: Okay, let's try to move to the next one to something a little
1: bit more serious for you guys. Hope oh you boy. Like
2: what a great album too.
1: Man. Good mouse. The mouse. You know what, deadmau Mouse at that stage, he had five albums out.
2: Yeah, I know, but... 2005,
1: 2006, 2006,
2: 2008, 2009. The guy didn't just come out of nowhere. No. He was always a staple, in terms of like... I mean, I think he was number one DJ for the longest time in the 2000s. Yeah.
1: Also
2: Canadian also
1: Canadian.
2: is he from toronto by any chance uh, yeah i think he is or maybe just outside of toronto i think there's like niagara fall region i think he's from um but it's basically toronto then. DJ
1: a baby's
0: loving uh...
2: well, and what uh, a way just... what a way to market yourself to that just having himself as that putting on that mask on
0: mm.
2: but i think
1: when I looked at the nearly Ultra Festival, the guy had everything like set up. The whole concert, the mass, the music—it was all there. It was like a package.
0: You know, you mm-hmm. really
1: go. Yeah. We're only doing this thing, Water
2: people, and us. Yeah, that—that's a
1: simple.
2: Yes, I think so too. For him, anyways.
1: What I really like about Dead Mouse is uh, the album titles.
2: Oh, I know, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he doesn't. Like, what Literally. is this sort of, you know, four times four equals 12?
2: Yeah. Or one of them is like album title goes here, something album yeah, title, yeah. something like that, he, yeah. He, uh, he can't,
1: you know, he's all about the music, isn't He doesn't yes. care about anything else.
2: Which has made him so popular. Uh-huh. You know? And respected too, I think. Yeah. For the for his music anyways. Uh, his other antics, something else. Do we have another Dino? Yeah, we do have another Dino.
1: I think Dead Mouse is is another basically contributor for making this music popular in the States. I mean, okay, he's North American. He had that concept, you know, he's almost like a pop artist if you think about it,
0: right?
2: Um what you in mean the music
1: sense, in, in the sense of marketing.
2: Uh, yeah, I think the, it was a marketing gene move, like yeah. genius move, like genius move. There is a brand, there, isn't there? There is a oh, brand definitely. that you,
1: you know people can hook it. And I think, as I told you many times before, in the states this is the issue because people grew up with rock music. Um, they want to have a brand. They want to have a name they can attach to, listen to. They want to buy an album. Whereas in, in Europe, as dance music, when it kind of came about. It was very anonymous, it was very about white labels. Nobody knew who was this DJ, who was playing. Live acts was a rarity. And that's why you can see sometimes we have this discrepancy in here when we talk about how dance music should be in the festivals. Mm-hmm. Nero, Funky Beat is uh, mentioning Nero as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, think I don't know if we have any uh, Nero for this year. Uh, year.
2: I yeah. Think next year. Funky yeah. Funky.
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: you need to but, tune in next week, I think, for that. What yeah. We're we gonna do 2011. So, I, I introduced you to Nero. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk about Come that next man. time, then. <laughs> I don't want to get into it now, but...
1: <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I knew Nero is just not my favorite because they have a little rock interest. But that's, that's another discussion. Anyway. Yeah. Shall we move on to
2: the Let's next move. one? Let's move. Let's move, move it, move Let's it, move, move it. We got lots of ye- lots of 2010s to go through. So
1: why don't you like this one
2: then? I don't I, I just I don't know, this is not my Wolf Gardner song, that's why. I like Wolf Gardner when it's coming up soon, but um I didn't think it was a typical Wolfgang Gardner, that's a thing.
1: You was dead mouse as well.
2: It was Dead Mouse, I know.
1: And it has all this Electro House kind of dead yeah, mouse you know guess. this You know this screeching noise.
2: And I love Electro House too, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know, I think it's just too much Dead Mouse influence.
1: See you, thank you bit. Thanks for dropping by. Let's play this
0: a little bit louder for DJ Baby. <laughs> I don't
2: know. For me, the song is kind of forgettable, but
1: okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Who put, like this, song Who put, put it, this song on here? Who put this song on here? I put this. On. I, this
1: was my choice because <laughs> I know. I think characterizes the sound of 2010 very well. It's this electro screeching. You know, notice what we're hearing right now?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, we're gonna move to something a little bit more mainstream.
2: Oh, uh, we're doing three mouth songs in a row. Like, this song is his... This is this is his um, Sistine Chapel, man. <laughs> Why do
1: you say
2: that? Oh man, I, it's so. Is this the extended version too? It's just the buildup and the ambiance of this whole song would have encaptures in terms of not necessarily the scene because I don't think anybody could able would be able to follow up on this song because of how great it is. Um, yeah, man, this song is just amazing. Tell me about
1: that song. What do you remember? Or you guys in the stream? What do you remember
2: um, when it first came out? What did I, I'm just trying to think of what I remember. I don't think I was introduced to the song, to be honest with you, to like 20, 2012. Um, but like, listening, looking back and like even listening to a lot of the remixes has come out over the past couple of years, you can really see the significance in terms of the way Progressive House uh, has turned out. It's, it's uh, very peculiar though, right?
1: Ten minutes.
2: Ten minutes, yeah. Because it's building up to this, you know, um, I don't know, like, climax. (laughs) Yep. And it's very beautiful. Like, compared to his other, like, he has other, like, um, Ghost and Spirits, or Ghost and and Stuff. Like, that song's great, but it doesn't, it's not, I wouldn't say it's beautiful. I think the song's very beautiful and... Um, yeah, and very orchestral.
1: Yes. Okay, let's uh, listen a little bit of the buildup.
2: Hey, the drop. Well, I don't I don't think it's fair to do that, to be honest with you. Okay. It is great. Like I think this whole extended version is the point of the song. Start oh, from oh no, you can just when it gets to the you can skip it if you want. I was I'm just I'm just saying it's the whole package. And it kind of breaks um, our conception of you know electronic music where it's Quick, like it gets to the build-up within yeah. the next minute or two, right? Yeah. Especially in that generation where we listen to a lot of um, radio edit stuff where we don't get much of the original mix. I mean, it's nice to appreciate the entirety of what an artist can do. Not yeah. just, hey, let's just go to the drop and just listen to the drop.
1: people the stream, uh, having a disagreement
2: around now about it. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're looking at the comments. I don't know. See, I guess that's also a problem with um, uh, Progressive House, is because it doesn't lead up to the drop very quick sometimes. Well, there's no drop at all. That's the whole point of Progressive House. Well, uh, it does lead to a crescendo at some point, though. Like, if you look at even Eric Pritz and his um, Opus. Yes, it
1: does. Like, that's the
2: name of the song too, right? That was a great song. Mm. It it reminds me of this just because it's like drawn out and also very... um, Well, it's a different type of progressive house, but... to be honest with you I mean it technically came out 2009 I think the end of that year
1: yeah 2009 um, but I put it here
2: because of it was including the why well. no it's good I, it's commendable in terms of uh, I think it deserves to be in the 2010 or 2009 I don't think it really matters people still listen to it today
1: mm. I remember uh, Camel Fats played it in EDC Las Vegas this year and they said you know, we're so thankful we had the chance to play the whole ten minutes.
2: So they played the whole yeah. ten minutes. Oh wow! And the crowd really reacted. Crowd really loved See, nostalgia is a pow- powerful thing. You know, it listening is. to songs now is you know that were back then super popular brings you back to more simple time. Now it's complicated. But yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Just because there's so many different things out there. Genres are splitting, they're becoming more specific.
1: Plus, in the States, this is marketed as electronic music only, not electronic dance music anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes it new for us, you Because know, I'm all about dance music, baby.
2: I don't know how much song you want to play of this, but.
1: Uh, we're going to keep it for. Uh... I mean, so let's. <laughs> it's all about the serotonin isn't it
2: oh it's 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 lovely that's oh we move on with. oh boy all right explain yourself
0: <laughs> just
1: happy to explain great house to you from 2010 nice. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> you
0: say you say i mean you say maybe it wasn't big
2: Why was this important in 2010?
1: It it was just a hit. I'm not saying it was important, you know, house music has been there forever.
2: It's just a hit that just reminds
1: me of 2010 quite a lot.
2: No, it, it, DJ Baby, the song should be played for people that have uh, insomnia.
1: <laughs>
2: what was that? No. <laughs> hmm. I was just looking at the chat.
0: Fuck you, relax.
2: Something. Oh, a little bit more
1: commercial.
2: A really? little bit
0: more commercial? Dude, this is. You
2: should go watch the music video. It's so good. It's just, it's it's it. like, uh, yeah, Duck Sauce. Um, Yeah, this is Barbara Streisand. Duck Sauce. Barbara I mean, Streisand. I just gotta like, play for a little bit and I'll explain. It. It's just so catchy. Barbara Streisand.
1: Okay,
2: so, where is the sound from? Well, it's from, what, the woo thing? Yeah. Or Barbara Streisand? Yeah. I don't know where it's from. Do you know where it's from?
0: Yeah.
2: Where is it from?
1: Um, gosh. Boningham. Boningham? Boningham. Streisand.
2: You know Boney, Boney M? M, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the Russian thing? The Russian... Uh, no, that
1: Russian.
2: was one of What's the... Rasputin. Yeah. yeah, Rasputin, yeah, that's... Oh, it's so catchy. And the music okay. video is just him, this song playing, and then following Duck Sauce, and going to different artists, um, getting them to say Barbra Streisand so who who's uh a- Cro- i think one of them is chromio they get chromio there you know
1: so i think that. this
2: part is this part is chromio okay. i'm pretty sure and then they have one of the people in duck sauce dressing up as barbara streisand on um i think in new york in front of the uh, near manhattan on the lake just singing barbara streisand all
1: right So this is uh, i remember helden and a track
2: yes a track that's right A-track. that's who is a track very famous uh now like dj oh, i helden is want. even more famous is he oh yeah well i know a track 2019, more 2019
1: but when the
2: guy has generated
1: massive hits oh. you know between 2000 and 2010 oh, funky beat act me about You know, I remember Heldon actually started UK Garage, the UK Garage scene, when he remixed Jordi um, Amos Professional Lindo. Damn! Damn song. <laughs> let me play, let
0: me play what we're gonna do right here is go back. Way back. back I think also back. this
2: was in one of the sports video games as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. It was in like the 2011, like FIFA or something like that.
1: Anyway, that's more of a crossover hit. I mean, this doesn't necessarily characterize 2010, although it's released in 2010. What I'm trying to say is nobody can say that this is the sound of 2010, correct?
2: No, of course not. This is very commercial, that's for sure. Yeah. But everybody, it's a very iconic song. Yeah, you might want to guess. (laughs) The ending is a little weird on the uh, actual song. On the actual record. Oh, we have a remix this time. I think the first.
1: So what do you think about this? That's
2: it's a bass nectar
1: song,
2: another bass nectar one. About this
0: one. This is the one you
1: played right, uh, yeah. Johnny?
0: Do you like Alicru
2: I do, I think she has a great voice for like uh, dance music Great vocals Yep, it's the bass necker remix that you, baby Do you like
1: that? Bring on two thousand
0: and five. <laughs>
2: Have you heard the original? This uh, definitely brings like the original is very lacking if to hear this version.
1: Yeah, but this one has a great book, right?
2: Oh yeah, I know. it Has everything.
1: That's why it's so. You see, baby, says the original
2: song came out, it the in Iceland. I thought it was crazy. Well, it was really popular, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. The song with the original or this one. And also, I think a lot of artists after um, Calvin Harris works with her, started working with her. I know Maddie on has a song with her as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can. We're
1: gonna move a bit. We're gonna move now.
2: Where are we at now? Oh, Swedish Mob.
1: Swedish House <laughs> Mafia. Well, almost, almost. 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 Could have been half of them. I put this here because... Hey, Chris. i more. Um, this is one of his well-known remixes of What Not Was. And this is actually with, uh, Steve Angelus. Yes. I I
2: know, you don't like Eric so let's just... Ah, yeah, I'm indifferent about his stuff. It takes forever to build up. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a club mix too, right? Yep. Yeah. Is the original any different? Um, like, how different is it I from the original? More. Oh, okay. That's yeah, great. curious.
1: Eric What was he
2: Oh, he was, I think he was doing festival stuff, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, what I'm trying to say is I mean, he was
2: huge from like that uh, Call On Me song. I mean, that song is, unfortunately, to his detriment, will be attached to his name forever. <laughs> forever forever. Yeah. But he's always to yeah.
1: make money
2: out of it. Yes, definitely. I mean, the music video is... Uh, could go into that, too. If you want to know what sells, sex always sells.
1: I think at that stage, you know, he was well-known in the States. Probably because of what you mentioned, but also because of Canu, which came in two thousand eight. Yeah,
2: that's true too. So, I know.
1: you know, there was few years there was made you know, a very big hit there, uh, you know, Canu is, is a great big hit. Absolute modern announced that one of the nanmour songs for the festival is fifteen years.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, here comes the dog. a a little bit funky nobody
2: likes this one yeah people are like dot 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 dot
1: dot no response come on guys surely you like a little bit of you know funkiness and
2: Okay, fine. I'm, I'm it's heat. just not it's just not hitting man okay, some johnny yeah. sometimes you gotta walk away you gotta okay, walk away, away. not, not all of them so, can be winners oh okay let's go turn this one up why turn this one up why man this is i can't stop my flux pavilion What's the oh man this, this is the coming of definitely a flux pavilion even though he was around for a little bit but anybody that knows um flux you know the sound was this was truly an original sound man and he was developing this this genre um, with tweaks to this like the the wobbles and it was less it's less about the hands in the air than like just going like rocking back and forth and just you know not giving a fuck I am not necessarily broke, but.
0: something happening. something
2: Yeah, well, that's when. Well, we'll have one of those. Yeah, because it's like it has this screeching high end.
1: Yes. Yeah, Base
2: Cannon is good too. Yeah. For those who don't know, the Drafts have been running since 2006.
0: This is a movie, man. I stop,
2: but I can't stop man.
0: I can't stop. Listening.
1: And I'm gonna make him move slowly to another tune.
2: What we got now? Oh, we got Cascade. Of course, is one I put. Cascade. You, when did you first hear about Cascade? Cascade. Uh, yeah.
1: Sometime
2: Because he's American. That's why. That's why I'm kind yeah. of curious. No, in this is a.
1: 2014.
2: Sorry. 2014. Okay. So quite late. Yeah, I was definitely gonna say. This Cascade has been a while because he's had songs with um, uh, Dead Mouse. Uh, I remember that was a great song.
1: Well, um, but this think,
2: song Well, I, like, I think. Hmm? I think. I think he has also a very North uh, European sound. Yeah. At least that's that's like my feeling I mean, by then he has uh, what five, six albums Yeah, I know exactly. And he was also mainstream and not mainstream at the same time. He was producing for both worlds. very using soothing vocals, this nice progressive house movement. I must say, uh, Cascades, um, Redux Street is, is one
1: of my very favorite albums in Las I was so glad that we didn't see it in Las Vegas this year, because
2: yeah.
0: of the sandstorms. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was like crazy, crazy. That sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't remember the video. To be honest with you, extended oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. Where you See, it's like we're getting this long form of progressive house. Yeah. See, look, this one—he's also a seven minutes long. Even though it says extended, miss, but extended makes. like you know play it while you are driving man in the when i night driving it's on an empty so road it's okay. yeah it's my soul come please open the right and find that one inside we find i'm suffocated
0: through the day um, and the truth that so i can't find that so, uh, I appreciate suggest
2: I'm gonna make a move, man. Alright. Oh! You yeah, out the way.
1: I'm gonna make a move. This is a festival favorite, the next one.
2: Oh. Are we sure this song came out in 20- 2010? Did you properly vet this?
1: Man,
2: Did you properly vet this? Okay, I think, Did yeah, you properly vet this? I'm gonna have to check that. Check it out. But-
0: Cause I, I'm pretty sure I have it. Bang, I I still
1: have okay. Come on, tell
2: us how a little Oh man, this is this is a great song. It, it is so juxtaposition to the original. Like the original is slow, drawn, the drawn out, and then this song is just like, oh my god, this is like a banger, man. You want to get a club moving? play this song man and everybody and it's a sing-along song too
1: everybody sings a little fact that uh, fact that uh.
2: yeah. you just turn it turn it down a little bit and hear everybody say it and also was um i can't remember it was like is like a house party movie, movie that used this song as their main thing their main uh for the soundtrack
0: I
1: think, why, why do
0: you
2: think this tune is popular? I think the vocals and like the, um, I like kind of the the Electro House.
1: Um, yeah, but it's not like the most catchy
0: yeah, tune ever, right?
2: I don't know, that's debatable. And it like also like kind of goes with what Steve Aoki was starting to become about. It started to become like this party where people would just, the, the cake guy throwing cakes at people, yeah, jumping yeah. into that's, the crowd and all it's that stuff. Like,
1: it's- right? Oh yeah, exactly.
2: Just like, just like, go, man. Yeah. Just imagine getting cake throw- the cake getting thrown at you. By the way, the last thing's sound is called Revenge Improved Sound.
1: Yeah,
2: this song is so good. <laughs> okay, So we
1: move on. Let's make a move. Let's make a move.
2: We have here laid back Luke and Dick I was wondering if we'd ever have a laid back song, considering he's more of a DJ than actual produ- people know him more as a DJ, I would say, than a producer, even though he has a couple hits. I mean, he,
1: he has made productions, but uh, I don't think he has made this huge hit.
2: Yeah, he's always been around. People know laid back Luke. Around, yeah. The reason I put
1: him um, here is because this almost signifies. Uh, passing over the kind of marrying between the dutch school sound with the american sound so that's why you know you have laid back loop and you have diplo at the same time so you know how this is kind of the transition of the sound from europe to the states
2: and this is when diplo was mainly focused on on electronic dancing
1: yeah he's back now, in the look, right
0: now it doesn't matter
1: For those who uh, just tune in, this is the Frequency podcast. Uh, it's uh, we're doing a review of 2010, the best tunes in our in 2010. This is the uh, 128 episodes. Um, if you listen to the audio version, just go to YouTube on the same on, on our channel, with the same name, and just uh, look at you know, enjoy, enjoy the audio
2: Any reaction about this one? I didn't put it online. I didn't put the um I didn't even know the song, so
1: Okay. Sorry. let's move on then. Sorry, let's move sorry. on sorry. to something a little bit more commercial. I
0: just stay stay around, all with you. What do you have to say about this
2: one? Uh oh yeah, okay, hello. Yeah, this is very commercial. And I love the Wow, i definitely got video of this one. This is like Marcel Solveig versus, uh, oh my God, what's that guy's name? Another French um, uh, DJ. And they're basically playing tennis. And it shows who's ranked in terms of the number one in the world. And then there's this girl on the side. Oh man, there's a lot of things that There's this girl on the side that Marcel is trying to impress. And then eventually the girl is meeting up with another, um, which is uh, the actual tennis player, uh, the Joker. And uh, she walks away with him, and four months old um, just uh, gets disqualified. He just leaves. He doesn't want to finish any more An intense match because his girl is leaving with another man.
1: Damn, this yeah. is a whole story, dude.
2: Yeah, sorry. It's actually a good video. It just kind of <laughs> stuck with me in my head.
1: You're into the videos, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I am. Like back the then, video, right?
2: back then I was like into the music videos. Yeah, so just this just is a good music TV video, video I thought because I, I, it got me wondering about like okay if these because they actually had ranked who like how far i can't i wish i could remember the other dj um that he was facing but he was facing another dj um but they they ranked the dj and i was like okay what happens if you had a match between afro jack and like you know martin garrix or something like that where would they rank between each other it just things like that would just go in my head this is a good video, and it's a good song. It's very catchy. It's very like, um... Yeah, I mean, what's his
1: first verse uh,
2: over here, man? Yeah, yeah, very uh, top 40 on the radio all the time.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
2: And she has great- she's another one that has good vocals on electronic dance music, Dragonette.
1: I
0: i dance music
1: We're going to make a move, people. We're going to make Ooh. a move to some other
2: favorite now. Tell me all about the next one, then. Oh, man. This is... The Island by Stephen Jello. This is the remix for Pendulum. This song is so good. I think this is like a classic festival song. Like, if you ever do a, a music video to festivals, this is a song where you just pan out over the whole crowd.
1: Tell you the truth, Happy
2: the Regional. Oh, really? I think the vocals are great, too.
1: Tell me, why did you choose
2: the remix? I think this like is popularized for specifically um, festival, a festival scene. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I imagine because I remember listening to the song when Tomorrowland music videos were coming out or the after movies were coming out. And I was like, man, this gave me goosebumps thinking of that, uh, like being in the crowd and how grandiose it is and how, um, like, I don't know, just amazing about. Everybody's just listening to one DJ on this little stage, or a big stage, but just everybody's into the crowd and just, I don't know, it's just just so good.
1: It's true, right?
2: But I think this is a festival song. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, especially the, the drop to this. It's coming. It's like surrendering to music. And you take over and it's interesting how many people have touched the song in terms of this mix
1: what is this standard a remix We have to vote at the end for the best in of two thousand ten. Why
0: uh, are you waiting
2: Okay.
1: It's a contender, right?
2: Yeah, this song is pretty good. Yeah. I think it's also introducing the world to the electronic music, dance, dance, uh, like festival scenes.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. I just have some connection with this song and uh, EDM festivals,
1: you sound especially. So good.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, nostalgia is crazy. It is so powerful.
0: My point what are you waiting
2: for? and pendulum had already established group at that point
1: yeah do you think Steve Angelo did uh, right for this remix for the show? yeah
2: why would you why do you feel like he didn't? Uh,
1: I didn't
2: I just think the original is better. Yeah. The is good too. This is one of the songs that, I like, you can go either way.
1: Yeah. okay okay we're going to the climax of 2010 now first of all i'm gonna play something which is not so climactic but i think it's important because i think it was a favorite tune of those years anything to add on this
2: I don't know this song, to be honest with you. I don't know, man. I just... I find him such a boy. Just listen, for, man! Okay. Magic! Is it magic? Hey, in the air. Should I just grab a pillow and blanket?
0: Oh.
1: man. <laughs> okay. CLASSIC!
0: Is it classic?
1: I say Okay. Plan, listen to the sound.
2: I can say I like Eric Pritz better than his other uh, persona Adam? I say I like his I like Eric Prince more than I do Prida Prida yeah
1: I guess this is a little bit more yeah Prida is really...
2: yeah it's Eric <laughs> it's a good tune man come on okay uh-huh. it's, it's
1: okay I mean it's fucking something...
2: Yeah, I'm sorry man, it's
0: like...
2: Bring on call on me, and then... Oh. Then give me a call.
1: Okay, we're gonna head to do something now. We, we, we're reaching the climax of 2010. So I hope people are still with us.
2: Oh... <laughs> Great vocals in the song too. Tell
1: me about what happened in Skrillex.
2: This is his coming out party in terms of 2010, this is when Skrillex is here. When he started bringing this dubstep movement especially all across of uh, North America. With these, um... I would say over the top, like glitchy and... Like he was taking, definitely taking a lot of like a lo- the hardcore Electro House uh, creativity um, a- and mixing it with the dubstep. This is from
1: his second extended play.
2: Yeah, My name is but I don't, I don't think it, I don't, I, not necessarily, This not in particular, but, um, yeah, Skrillex, we knew at this point, I think Skrillex was here to stay. And Jumpsca, the was climbing.
0: Yeah. hang out on the
1: His signature sound, isn't it?
2: That wobble, yeah.
1: I mean, he he popularized that stuff in the States, correct?
2: Yeah, no, for sure. A lot of this stuff is very melodic. But still dub. it's like, it's crazy how he can come, can like, usually you don't think of dubstep as super melodic.
0: Yeah.
1: He used to play in a punk group, correct?
2: Yeah, I did, yeah, he was, he played in, um, like a rock band. Do you think that uh, made a difference to the way he cultivates his sound? Uh, uh, I think definitely some of the vocals you can definitely s- and the drums for the m- I wouldn't say necessarily like the dubstep part is very rock rock like, mm-hmm. um, but definitely I think his vocals are inspired by it.
1: I just. Yeah, I always wonder how he makes these quick cuts with the vocals, the chopping vocals and everything. Man, and it's great. When, he does that
2: with Bangarang too and it's so good.
1: Yeah, and I think this is when you probably use that um, machine, I still don't know what it is. The one that Medium uses, because this is oh, the only way to yeah. do this, with Ableton Live. Because this was the time when Ableton Live has, has become, you know, really became popular and the details started using it. I think it was the Ableton Live controller actually. Wait, you and know, also, you impressive. gotta remember. And trigger samples very quickly.
2: Right, you also have to remember who Skrillex was. Tell me. He, if, like in terms of his look. His look was definitely different. Yeah. Glasses and the haircut, like shaved side, long hair. He's not your typical EVM DJ. The look, yeah. I mean. You know what I mean, I
1: mean? He was almost like a nerd. He was very subversive
2: in terms of the way he was coming out to yeah. the electronic music.
1: I mean, this is, you know, when people make music these days, this is a primary example of what you need to do to stand out. You need yeah. to calculate your own sound. I mean, I'm not saying that he invented dubstep but he, yeah, you at know, that stage in the UK, dubstep was kind of rubbish. Because yeah. it was very, very esoteric, very inward looking
2: and we can thank I was gonna say sorry go ahead no no I was gonna say we can thank Skrillex for bringing up a lot of other great North American artists not yeah like I mean guys that he went out with I mean we'll we'll go through those artists in the next coming years but he brought up a lot of guys with him going on his tour that have become main stage for a lot of um favorites of a lot of our songs um
1: and this is why EDM, I think, happened in the States. So you have Calvin Harris, you have David Guetta, you have Dead Mouse, mm-hmm. you have, you know, maybe Cascade or Eric Fritz, you have
2: Skrillex. Yes. And this was the antithesis of him. He seemed like he was the bad guy then.
1: Yeah. So when all these people come together and they make great music, they break into a new country, into a new continent, you know. They make things happen, and this is what
2: needs to happen in 2020, I think we're lucky in this. Yeah. And I think this is... I don't know if I... I think this would be 1B to my 1A of top Skrillex songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 1A is probably Bangarang, um, but this this is a very close second because... I think this... Um, the Skate Monster than Nice is is a more... Um, a rounded song, um, including like you know, old school video game music and, and it with thick bass lines, yeah. And it's yeah, it signifies a signature sound that will, will, wo wo. W- well, the
1: w- 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 woobly bass was there before,
2: yeah, but I he popularized it.
1: Whenever I listen to Skrillex, even today, what I listen is very clever arranging of vocals. So
2: yeah, like I said, he does it very, very, like, in very good melodies. Mm. Yeah, the chord progression is really good. Mm. And it sticks with you. And the vocals are very good, like like we just discussed with the last song. He does these vocals in a particular way where it, you know, I don't know, it's very... It's, Um, Not influential, but it stands out
0: anyways.
2: (laughs) And it's weird because this this song I would consider classic. it doesn't get played a lot.
0: Hmm.
2: In terms of like, repeat value.
1: But if I'm correct, this is his first release.
2: Yeah. in terms of like other people playing the song you don't hear a lot yeah
0: there's
1: also two remixes for this one one from zed and one
2: from zed which is great which is Zed, and uh, who else is what i just mentioned before who he's one of the guys that um skrillex brought up with him him and porter robinson those three guys together on tour wow yeah must have been an amazing lineup man
1: So, do you know where this was released? What do you mean, where? Which label? No, I don't. Mousetrap.
2: Oh, right. Weird. I didn't considering not necessarily the beef that they had, but the distaste that Dead Mouse has for dubstep.
1: Yeah, but he probably saw this artist, right? He this new artist, and he, you know, he understood this, this would be a winning tune or album or extended play. Yeah Okay, let's move Make a move to the last few ones
2: Ooh, Ooh. We, we got in the uh, SHM A knife party
1: Okay, tell us about it
2: Tell us about which one, Night Party or SHM or this SHM, song? SHM SHM, 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 Okay, we got Mr. Sweet Shot. You know, Eric Crids was so close. I, either you told me or I don't know. I read somewhere that he was very, very close to joining Sweet Shots Mafia. Yeah.
0: Thank it's God kind of did. crazy.
2: Thank God, no, didn't Yeah, well, I Thank don't know. That's God he Who knows? He could have been the mesh, the glue that ha- could have helped them stay stuck together.
1: Anyway, tell me about the significance. Like, what was the impact?
2: Um, well, this, these, these are the guys that, um, are from Pendulum, right? Night mm-hmm. Party. Um, this, and this is the first time we hear Swedish... One of the times that we hear Swedish House Mafia all together with Axwell, uh, Sebastian Grosso, and Steven Jello. hmm
1: Because
2: um,
1: they were established on their own, right? Exactly,
2: and they're like, yeah, let's all team up and create create Swedish House Mafia. And kind of started a movement of this, um, fest... Not fe- necessarily festival, but, um... I don't know, how would you describe their music? What genre, exact genre would you say? Because I, I don't I don't know if I would put them in Electro House either.
1: Well, something between Electro House and some people would call it Progressive House, but I would disagree.
2: I would disagree with that, too.
1: I think Electro Considering House- Considering it
2: adds a drop to it, that's why. Yeah.
1: But this is the beginning, I think, of the big room song. Yes. These are the roots of the big room. These, these tunes are the ones that-
2: Oh, and know, the drop is so good, too. Yeah. And the vocal bit, the vocal sample. It has a little wobbly bass. You know, it does, I
1: mean, yeah. this is the beginning of the big room.
2: Yeah. Well, my party is is a big room group. Is there? That was the that was Pendulum's persona for big room music.
1: I'm surprised this became such a big hit. Warrant. it doesn't have he is... doesn't have a lot of vocals so yeah but
2: there you go it's very catchy it's very catchy and they still play it mm-hmm. all I think uh, uh, axwell and Russell they play this time in their sets mm. yeah I'm really behind on the
1: chat from the stream fun the discussing those screw
0: 80. Don't stop. Turn that up. Take it higher. take this mother up. stock a Don't stop. Turn that up. Take it higher. take this mother up. stop, all right. riot. There's a glitch inside my system, rushing through my whole existence. I don't think people. Also, this was I think
2: on the periphery in terms of the top Swedish house music like one of the HSM HS m's um popular songs. Like it's like it's not one of their huge popular songs, I don't think compared to others. Yes. Like Don't Worry Child and like yeah, and I one probably, I, yeah, think...
1: Cause I think this is
2: 2010. Yeah, I, I I had it on the list too. For for electronic dance music this definitely would make a list. It'd probably be in my top 5 out of the whole 20 times.
1: I th- I think the next one is Probably more significant, more
2: significant. Yes, if you, if I think of the one that you're gonna turn next, I think I remember the music video too. Um, it's pretty good, I like the music video. Okay,
1: I'm gonna make a move. Slowly to the next one. Okay, this is genius in its arrangement. Yeah. Genius. The way they build up the chords, layer by layer by layer, but
2: starting with a simple melody. The thing about it is that, watch the music video. They use this thing called OP1. Yes, yes, it's I know. I nice know OP1. OP1. And it's amazing how they create that video and making it... Uh, I'm no, no, not no, sure, no, no. I'm curious it. to see... This how- is it. It's the bass drum that
1: gets... Really fast, and now it becomes an analog synth. It has a little bit of LFO. A lot of LFO.
2: I wonder if they created it all on that thing. On that OP-1. of course not. But it's pretty crazy how they made that music video though, to make it seem like they created it on it.
1: Yeah, you can can make make any sounds. Yeah, you, know, you can morph any sound on an analog the What you want? A- apparently, the LP1 is really, really expensive
2: to It is. Yeah. I've, I I looked at it and I was like, holy shit! It's like over a thousand dollars. And there's nothing special about
1: it, apart from the fact that Swedish
2: house mafia used it. Well, not of that. But it, I think the thing that's special about it is like the amount of control you have with, like, just from a, a little tiny machine. And also the LED LED screen is very um, animated. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's very, it's like very cool device. Very very cool.
1: Yeah,
2: sure. Is this does this have uh, Pharrell's vocals on it or no? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, well, the the one that um, really came a radio hit was the Pharrell, um, singing in the song. Yeah, he was a very popular American music artist and producer too. That has worked with many electronic dance music artists, including Daft Punk. Yeah.
1: It's just like the layers of the scenes, of the lyrics.
2: It's very good. It's, it's really good. Dude. Probably top, top three in this Mafia song. It's interesting how three guys can work together in the same studio to create something that sounds so not like any of their other stuff in terms of s- their singles. Do you on think their it's right. unique then? I think Sweet Shots Mafia is unique from Axwell, Sebastian Grosso, and Steven Jello. Um,
1: you don't think anybody has a dominant, the dominant
2: sound? No. I don't think so, to be honest with you. I mean, there's all, all these rumors that Steven Jello didn't put a lot, as much as effort, as, or contributed as much as um, Axe Dwell and Grosso, but, you know, it's hard for me to say.
1: Okay.
0: I think um, we have to move on. With the next one. Oh
1: my. Defected records. That was um, one of the signature tunes of
2: 2010. But no books. way! No way! Books.
1: Yeah, man.
2: Okay. How one come one. All, all the songs that I posted, you know, but then how, some of the songs that you put, po- I, I have no idea. Because I
0: told you I listened to a lot of very <laughs> esoteric <laughs> music back then.
2: Yeah. It wasn't okay. wasn't popular,
1: and this is one of them. But I think that was a crossover tune. It was more UK indie dance that style
2: was called in Maybe not a lot of this stuff came to North America. That's my assumption. Yeah it was <laughs> very European
1: At the same time Skrillix was just exploding, the Deadhouse was exploding. Like but you can see why this would never out. make radio. Sorry?
2: You can see why this would never make radio, like especially top 40 stuff. He would never. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's true I don't have the numbers, but I think he made. Them. But he made BBC
2: Radio. Numbers. Oh, okay. Well, not, I mean, North American, the like Billboard? Yeah. He doesn't
1: have vocals, man. That's,
2: that's no, that's the problem, Look, yeah. not having it. You'll never become especially on like- No, like, Terrestrial radio, you
1: so Yeah. Okay, we're gonna finish with another tune. I had another one, but I think you won't go. So, we're just gonna finish on a high, and I'm gonna play the whole tune, and you tell me all about it. Okay?
2: Oh, okay, go ahead.
1: Last one, guys. 2010, this is it.
2: Wow. You know, this guy's gonna come up on a lot- Of the early 2010s playlist, I think. I think there's one on each year, and if not, a couple of them on each year. I mean, this is when Tim Berg was turning into Avicii, you know? Um, And I think that's important in terms of the distinction between Tim Berg and Avicii. This is when he was becoming like known, basically, across all um, EDM and pop music. why i think i think it was just a natural transition for him because he was so uh, meticulous about his vocals so i think he in, like any song that you hear from him i think he has a great influence of what he wants with the vocals mm. um exp- yeah and i think he's one of the best one of the top electronic dance music for production for piano like piano chord progression i think is a very distinct sound for him um yeah and it means a lot. Like, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily say it's too bad. Like, I mean, we lost one of the good ones. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, he contributed a lot, to, contribute.
2: Contribute a lot
1: yeah, a I really would indie say. Yeah, your doubt mind. That the way he structures the song, if you, know, you see them from a pop point, point of view, <laughs> I think he's trashed. The fact that I don't <laughs> like him, not my style, doesn't mean anything. I and I think it's, nice,
2: you know, it hits a lot of people's chord like his songs hit a lot of people's like it's very pleasing to not one's was gonna say generic but it's very pleasing to the ears for most people most people could turn on that doesn't listen to electronic music to listen to EDM or listen to an Avicii song and be like hey I, I like this you know yes yeah, um, I think that was one of his points that he liked he, I think one of the main things he wanted with his music That everybody would like his music yeah. Like he was a not a perfectionist But he wanted everybody to enjoy his music Regardless of, uh, you know If you liked electronic music or not He just wanted everybody to like it And I think he did a great job with that I think he did that Yeah
1: Not because he died
0: Yes. And it's
2: not necessarily selling out or anything. Like and I, I don't think he did sell out at all with no, any of his music he that he did.
0: Cheesy, he it's no. Very, it's more like yes.
2: Like yeah, it, no. they're all meaningful in some way or form. Yes. Yeah. I think
1: this would be our last game, Yeah. I mean,
2: how can you go up from here? Yeah, well, that's the last one I'm <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. we good. we good. We're, we're, we're good. I think... Oh man, I'm gonna have. To... I-, I hate to say this one just because I kind of have. Um... Oh yeah, that was a good. Oh yeah, this is a good song. Too. But yeah, yeah. I-, I would say Seek Bromance. It would be Seek Bromance or Strobe. One of those two songs for me. What about you? I think Strobe for me. I think uh, Strobe is great. It
1: resonates more with
2: me. Right. What we're going to do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. B- both are great songs. I think Strobe, and totally different songs too.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, right. One doesn't have vocals at all. One has vocals. Um, I just
1: wonder what. what uh, and I don't do think
2: two, and two guys with different points of view in electronic dance too, I think.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay, so that was 2010. Hopefully, thanks for coming.
2: Wow. To no, thank you, uh, Mr. Uh, Walker.
1: Yeah, I tried to kind of shorten the, the songs and the playlist. I had so much more here. But you oh, know, wait, wait until we get to 2012. Is this your. Uh,
2: oh, man, your year, that's right? my year. Yeah. That's my year!
1: That's your year. <laughs> Okay, that's my so year. That was 2010. Hopefully next week we'll have 2011. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As I said, if you listen to the audio version, please go to um, YouTube and just watch the video again because everything will be there. And that's all. F- well, you say bye first.
2: Bye from Psyches. Um, Thanks bye. for having me.
1: Bye from Johnny. Walker. Nice meeting you. It's nice meeting you, Johnny. Yeah. Nice
0: meeting you.